Okay, you're doing great. I need you to keep pushing, though, ma'am. I'm trying, doctor. Now you're doing really well. All right, here comes the baby. And it's a girl. I'm going to name her Virginia. Mm. That sounds nice. Oh, wait, here comes another. It's a boy this time. I'll call him Tennessee. Like Tennessee Williams. Oops. Here's another one, ma'am. It's another girl. That'll be Georgia. That's a pretty name. And they're still coming. You got a boy again. How about I call this one Al Alabama? There's still more coming, ma'am. Birth of a nation. These two will be the Dakotas. Will not be presented at this time. South Dakota's coming out feet first, ma'am. In order to bring you the following special podcast. You know, actually, ma'am, I'm not sure Idaho is such a great girl's name. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's love and time. Do you remember a guy named Peter Sheckley, Lisa? Do I? No, a I musician. don't remember that. A musician, a very accomplished musician, especially in the realm of classical music. Bach, What's his Beethoven. Name again? Wait, wait, wait. What's Peter Sheckley. Peter Sheckley. Hmm. Most great people, name. most people would not remember his name, but they might remember a phenomenally successful character that he played called P.D.Q. Bach. And he was a musical parodist. And uh, PDQ, a character that went on for 50 years. This Ooh. guy, Peter, died at the age of 88 the other mm. day. Uh, but for 50 years, he did this PDQ Bach, kind of making, kind of like uh, making classical music more accessible to the average person. But he would use humor to do it. And uh, he was terrific. Uh, a woman named Joyce Randolph passed away, 99 years old. You know who she was? She was an actress. She played the part of Trixie on the old, old, old Honeymooners show from the 1950s. Don't tell me he's given you your gift already. Oh, he couldn't wait to give it to me. Well, what'd he give you? An orange juice squeezer. Oh, what a great actress. She was so fun. So she was Alice's friend. Exactly. Another uh, passing was, this guy was very intriguing to me. His name was Larry Collins. He just died at the age of 79. He was a child star with his sister in the 1950s, and he was a rockabilly guitar prodigy. Playing big stages at, at around 14 years of age. Terrific and very influential to a lot of other guitarists. He later wrote, uh, co-wrote Delta Dawn. You remember that? Helen Reddy's number one hit? Yes, that was such a good song. Delta Dawn, what's that flower you have on? Could it be a faded rose from days gone by? 
Speaking of good songs, did you like this one? Don't give up on us, baby. Don't make the wrong seem right. The future isn't just one night. David Soul had a hit with it, Don't Give Up On Us. No, I. he should not have been... These actors that think they can go be a singer just annoy the hell out of me. I don't know why. Well, this was a big thing. I don't know if they do it that much anymore, but if you're in a hit show and you can sing a lick, they're going to put a record out because there's ways ways to make money. And David Soule, of course, most famous, is playing the part of Hutch on Starsky and Hutch. big popular show from 1975 to 79 and he, then he came out and said hey i think i'll record a song and this song don't give up on us number one we can still come through don't give up on us baby don't give up on us baby A woman named Cheetah Rivera checked out. She was 91, very big star, especially on Broadway. Bye Bye Birdie, Chicago, West Side Story. Newsweek said she was the greatest musical theater dancer ever. I like to be in America. Okay, by me in America. Everything free in America. For a small fee in America. Melanie left us. She was 76. Her big hit was Brand New Key. That was number one for three weeks. I rode my bicycle past your window last night. Most people first saw her at Woodstock back in 1969. A great singer you may have never heard of, Marlena Shaw. A nightclub chanteuse died at the age of 84. Like a sound you hear that lingers in your ear, but you can't forget from sundown to sunset. The great newsman Charles Osgood passed on at the age of 91. You might remember him from the Osgood file on radio. The Osgood file. This is Charles Osgood. And of course, CBS Sunday mornings host for a long time, Charles Osgood. Good morning. I'm Charles Osgood, and this is Sunday morning. Mary Weiss passed away at the age of 75. She was with a group called the Shangri-Las. Huge hit, leader of the pack, 1964. Mary Weiss singing the lead. She was just 15 years old. Also at the age of 76, Carl Weathers has passed. He was once a linebacker for the Oakland Raiders, but most famous for playing the part of Apollo Creed in the Rocky movies. We, we got to change sometimes. I don't want to change, man. I like who I am. Nah, Stallion. Baby, you think you're changed, but you can't change what you really are. And you can forget all this money and stuff you got all around you, man, because it don't change a thing. And a guy named Bill Hayes died at the age of 98. He was a soap star. He was in 2,000 episodes of Days of Our Lives. But in 1955, a song that was number one for five weeks in a row, this one, The Ballad of Davy Crockett. Davy, Davy Crockett. 
This, of course, was the title song from a huge phenomenon, a TV show called Davy Crockett. A Fess Parker played the part of Crockett. He sang a version of this song, too. But this one by Bill Hayes was the biggest hit. And my second favorite version of this song, behind Louis Armstrong, which I will play for you at the end of the podcast. And finally, I want to mention an old-time comic, because there are almost none of them left anymore, going back to the days of Milton Berle, Don Rickles, uh, that ilk, Shecky Green. <gasps> Shecky Green. Yeah, what a him. great comedian from the he old was. days. He'd be on The Tonight Show all the time. Yes. He, he died at the age of 97. Big, big deal. Big star in Las Vegas and made a buttload of money. I think they were paying him. Something like at the time was like astronomical. Uh, some years ago, a hundred hundred and fifty thousand dollars a week. I love dialect stories. There's a story about the man that committed adultery, and he went to the corner church, and he said to the priest, he says, "Father, he says, I've done a terrible thing. I've broken one of the commandments. I've committed adultery." He says, "I beg of you, I'd like some absolution." The priest says, "Well, Tim, we all have our idiosyncrasies. Who was the woman? He's no father." I can never divulge the woman's name. Please don't ask me to divulge the woman's name. He says, Tim, until you can tell me the woman's name, I'm afraid I cannot give you absolution. Was it Mrs. McCaffrey, whose husband's the butcher on the corner? No, father, it wasn't Mrs. McCaffrey. Please don't ask me the woman's name. I can never divulge the woman's name. He says, Tim, I'm telling you, until you tell me the woman's name, I cannot give you absolution. Was it Mrs. McGinnis? He said, no, father, it wasn't Mrs. McGinnis. Please, father, I can never divulge the woman's name. He said, Tim, until you can make up your mind to give me the woman's name, I can't give you absolution. And Tim started to walk out of the church. And his friends, well, Tim, did you get absolution? He said, no, but I got some wonderful leads. <laughs> All right, Art Carney, just so you know, because I don't want to get a bunch of phone calls and emails and people banging on my door. Art Carney played Ed Norton uh, opposite Oh, yeah, not Jackie's. Ralph Cramden. Ralph, Ralph Cramden was Jack. Ed Norton, thank you. Exactly. Okay, so stop emailing. I, the, look at the phones are lighting up already. Just, okay. Yeah, call Lisa on that phone or not. It wasn't my mistake. mistake. It was hers, Calm yes. Calm down. Hey, I, I wanted to ask you about something that's going on. I live down in central Oregon right now. And um, there's a, a couple of three different local TV stations down here. This um, market is a good launching pad for people who have aspirations to move on to middle markets, to larger markets. And sometimes it works. Uh, Alan Schaffer. You're, you're, you're talking about TV, radio, broadcast. You're talking TV. about broadcasting, yeah. TV, TV. I'm sorry if I didn't TV, make that clear. TV, got it. Okay. Okay, uh, go and ahead. I was, as I was going to say, Alan Schaffler, uh, for example, was a longtime broadcaster on King TV, later went to Al Jazeera Broadcasting. Uh, he yeah. started in this little old town of Bend, Oregon. This is the front gate of the Air National Guard uh, area at Portland International Airport. We're here covering the president's arrival. So there are some stories of people who, you know, begin as maybe a little bit green, uh, and then they turn out to be pretty good, and then they move on to larger markets and maybe even to the network level. Well, right now, one of the stations here in town is... Uh, they have a, a pretty good anchor team, and they've recently hired a, a new anchor woman. I don't know how long she's been on, maybe six months, maybe maybe more. 
But they've got a promotion on the air right now. Well, this is it. Breaking news. Someone new is joining the Central Oregon Daily Family. Join me on my pregnancy journey with bump dates every Monday evening. And a gender reveal live on January 22nd on Central Oregon Daily News. So she turns to the camera so we can see that she is indeed pregnant. And the cutesy little things about uh, the baby bump and the gender reveal and all that. And I, and this is an actual promo they're running right now. And they're running it aggressively all the time. And I'm thinking, man, that is the most, to me, it's the tackiest, most exploitive yes. thing I've ever seen on TV. I just think, why did not you? To mention, not to mention, you also used, because you texted it this to me earlier you said also super lame i thought it was lame now that's just my opinion i i'm no i'm no genius about this stuff but i just said why did she agree to this and god forbid something goes wrong with the pregnancy uh, oh just, no yeah it's terrible i just think no it's kidding. an awful idea yeah, yeah they mean, they should hopefully have a category for that too like if it just doesn't happen yeah I'm sorry that was a little morbid but no and you I'm, know why they do it should have thought about you know, you know why they do it. Well, I know they're trying to get ratings any way they can. Ratings, ratings, ratings. People will tune I, in for that. You'd never do something like that, would you, Lisa? Um, get pregnant? No, no, no. I mean the thing where they said, <laughs> like, "Hey, Lisa, uh, we're gonna, you're gonna have you do a liposuction, and we want you to to promote it on the air, or or pay Pat." Well, that's a lot yeah, different we, than having a baby on the air. Yeah, we know we know you have this rash thing going on on your on your uh, behind. Uh, we have a product we'd like you to promote and talk about it on a personal. Well, I I, I would turn them away, wouldn't most people? I have no. I have no? gotten my legs waxed on the air. Do you remember that? <laughs> well, I remember getting my legs waxed on the air, but I don't remember you having it done. Yeah, I was reading the sports report, and uh, we thought it'd be funny. This is, I think, back when we were on the buzz. Oh, I do um, remember this. <laughs> you would try to read the sports while getting your legs waxed. Exactly. Oh my God, that was so it was good. Awesome. What a great it was, idea! It was awesome because I was going to Hawaii. I was going to Hawaii, and I didn't want to have to deal with shaving my legs. So I had mentioned it on the air, and then somebody who was a listener and owned a waxing boutique said, "I'll come wax your legs." And then I think it was your idea, but well, we don't have time for the, you. Need to keep doing your job while you're getting your legs waxed. Yes, so I did the report while I was getting my legs waxed. That must exist somewhere. I'll see if I can oh, find it. It probably does. I'd love oh, to hear it. Great idea. So. Um, but I had, you and I parted ways. Actually, I think I got fired. I think you stayed. I don't know what happened. No, we both we got, got fired. We got fired so much. Yeah. Why do yeah, we always we... get fired? Didn't, and nobody, nobody liked us for Well, I don't. Try not to take uh, it we... personally. But... Well, I, I know it sounds like a lame excuse, but. What? We always, at least I always, got jobs at stations that needed help they mm. were desperate they'll we'll take anybody and put them on the air and and so you know it was always a shot that maybe we can beef up their ratings but the rest of the pro, pro, broadcast day was so weak that you know it wasn't an appointment radio station for people yeah if they wanted to true. listen to our morning show that'd be fine but people often just habitually turn on a radio station and that's what they listen to all day in those days right, at least. Right. And so uh, I just never felt we could get a foothold. I felt yeah. if we could have stayed on the air longer. I think our stays were maybe four years at one station, maybe. three at another. Yeah. was yeah. never long enough to really build a, a following. So 
that's my so this sad was one of those times when party. you and I, yeah, <laughs> you, we parted ways. You, I don't know where you went. I, I don't forget where you went. May I think maybe you went to KJR. I went over to KLSY. Well, um, after we got after... fired from Como Radio, yeah, I, I was yeah. on the on the beach for a while. Then I later went over to uh, yeah to KJR FM. Not a good right. experience for me. It was a music format. It didn't work yeah. for me. Didn't yeah. work for anybody, apparently. I went to a music format, too. If you remember, I went over to Mix 92.5. So you went over there. I went over there. So but this was back, I think, in um, early 2000s. And there were a lot of reality shows that were coming out around dating and marriage and... Um, Surviving, and, yeah. Yeah. and and But there was a lot of, of romance reality shows coming out. And so we were kind of pitching ideas one day around, and again, this is strictly for ratings, about how to get, you know, how to get more listeners, maybe get some recognition on the national level, perhaps making the national news. Those sort of mm-hmm. things are what really would drive people tuning into your radio station. Those those yeah. types of things yeah. is what you were after. And I <laughs> came up with this idea. Yeah. That I said, here, here's what I'll do, you guys. Let's get the listeners involved in picking a husband for me. I was single at the time, like I usually am. Isn't that illegal? What are you talking about? Being single? Know, just, uh, no, just the idea that you're openly uh, hustling, almost pimping for oh, oh, a for husband. Heaven's for, for, for oh, for heaven's father. sake. I wasn't like I was going to have sex with them. That's pimping. Oh, you'd be married, but you wouldn't have sex. I got you. Well, here, can I tell you the whole yeah. thing? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So my idea was, all right, so let's just get a bunch of guys who want to be contestants on Who Wants to Marry Lisa. It was, I think it was like, Who Wants to Marry Couldn't you have just made it Who Wants to Go on a Date with Lisa Foster? <laughs> not big enough, Pat. You're uh, not thinking get... big enough. Okay. All right. <laughs> Not thinking big enough. And then followed in the following year by who wants to divorce Lisa Foster. Exactly. Or not even waiting a year the following month. So to have an annulment. Uh, But that's why it was so shocking. Like, oh my God, she'd really like marry somebody that the listeners picked. I'm like, yeah, I'll marry whoever the listeners pick. But the (laughs) idea is I would immediately get it annulled. So I wouldn't I wouldn't actually be married to this person, but that wasn't anything we would tell the listeners. No. No, we would lie to the listeners. Yes. That would be the agreement that, you know, no, we'd have the wedding and the whole thing would be, yeah. So, but then. That's actually the, not too bad, but, but you're, you're doing it kind of tongue in cheek. I'm this other thing I just played a moment ago. That That's real. But your thing is, I mean, you never intended to get married to, to some listener. Yes, I did. I was going to get married. This is oh, what I'm telling you. You were going to follow through. I was going to follow through with it, but then immediately turn around and get it annulled. And the guy would be in on that too. But to the listeners, absolutely. This was all real. You guys picked the right, the right man for me and I will get married. And the idea was I would get an annulment because I'd probably end up hating him like the rest of them. Well, how would you do it? How would you do the annulment? At, like after the wedding, well, I looked marriage, into you, it. You'd say the the guy would suddenly say a bunch of stuff about himself, like, you know, well, I I forgot to tell you that I 
I, I'm wanted in six states for bank robberies yeah. and a couple of murders. At that point, it doesn't matter because it's already the 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 um, hoopla around has already happened. I've, we've been on the Today Show. We've really? it's already happened. Ooh. It's already happened. So that we didn't care. My point was. I'm not going to stay married to this guy. I'm just, sure. We're just going to do it for the ratings and and then we'll break up and everybody will be like, yeah, we never thought that would last. And then I would just blame the listeners and go, well, why the hell did you pick that asshole? We, what a loser. Why'd you pick that guy? Yeah, you got to make point. it so that they're sympathetic to you and not, not right. you don't kind of exactly. come off as somebody that tricked this guy. You know, I mean, you want to come off. No, no, as- people, yeah, people would be um, submitting. Only guys that were interested in doing this would be. So that was the idea, the premise that I was actually going to go through with. And we actually had a couple, like several. Uh, management meetings around this and the logistics. And then I think something came back from legal. Yeah. Like yeah. Um, the legal department at, at Mix925. Yeah, uh, leave KLS it to them went. to wreck, to ruin. Yeah. I know they ruined the plan, but I was going to do it. So there you go. I'm telling you. Well, I'll I have think, to, you know, I everybody's got a price, this. Pat. Love and marriage, love and marriage go together like a horse and carriage. This I tell you, brother, you can't have one without the other. I concede that that is a really, really imaginative idea. Thank you. Uh, But uh, at the same time, I'm kind of glad you didn't go through with it. I know. And what if it, here's what would have been. What if the marriage worked out? Yeah. Well, no, then I wouldn't have gotten an annulment. Would save me a lot of. Ha- Here's the whole point. So you weren't going to give I, I them a minute. I was tired. Minute. I was tired of dating, and I was like, "Let's just let the listeners pick." You guys, <laughs> clearly, I haven't picked well. You guys pick it. I'll do it. I'm just a girl who can't say no. I'm in a terrible fix. I always say, "Come on, let's go." Just when I ought to say, "Nick." So well. Well, there you uh, go. I, I, I love the story. Well yeah. done. Well I done. can't believe I never told you that. Oh, you never but did. here's what, what, what would have been really sad is if we had launched this contest and nobody entered. What? Not one single person. Wait a minute. I thought you never proceeded forward with it in the first I place. I said this is what would have been sad is if we had launched oh, no. the contest and no, nobody entered. Nah, that would not have happened. Oh, not, you're not so Not a chance. You're no, so I'm not so sweet. It's true. People love stuff like that. No, yeah, it, well, you'd have gone crazy. Yeah. I mean, well, I think well. that would have been, and like you said, you would have been. It would have been the kind of radio stunt that would get you on the Today Show. And Absolutely. All, all these different things. It was pretty smart. If you're trying to promote your station, yep. that would be the hottest thing in town. Nice so, job. you know, this little baby bump thing, um, I mean, yeah. Yeah, what, do you think? what I would came up, came up with was exploitive, don't you think? So- no, but it's a wholly differently. So your thing is a pure, fun promotion that... Uh, is is all predicated on something that is you know you're gonna pull the rug out from everybody at at the end of sure. it because it was sure. always tongue in cheek and done for humor. This baby bump thing is uh, yeah, it's real. They they really want to do it. I just think I, that's come on. Why don't you just do a good newscast and not be stunting up something like? Can you imagine, uh, for example, Gene Anderson or or. 
Diane uh, Sawyer. Diane Sawyer, yeah, Barbara Barbara Walters. They, they, nobody stooped to agree to that, but this is how this is a small market, I guess, and maybe yeah. they think that's a good idea. But and I, I wonder what the baby when the baby grows up will be like. God, mom, are you freaking kidding me? You did you, that. You pimped me out for ratings. And you, you named bitch. you named you named me after the TV station. Kids are all making fun of me with my my the name that starts with K. Exactly. K A R L. Carl is your name. So yeah, I just yeah, I did I did it. But I I see what you're saying. This is a little more intimate and personal and I don't know. That does I, sort of I admire your your husband. I think they the the one the other one that I was talking about is Yeah. You just small bump and four months you're brought to life. Just a small bump unborn For four months then torn from life Maybe you were needed up there But we're still unaware That's why I was talking to my wife the other day, which I tried to it's do. It's about time. A times a week. She's yeah. been texting me, going, "Pat's not talking to me," and I said, "Just wait." He'll, well, we he'll started off by discussing my sleep number setting, but pretty <laughs> soon the conversation steered over to, I said, "What what was it like in your house growing up when Patty was young? She had an older sister, six, seven, eight years older, and her older sister." was just mean, just a really mean. I think when Patty came along as a baby, she was mad because, oh, no, mm. now I don't get all the attention anymore. Right. And among other things, one day she, they're, work, they're living on a farm, and her sister picks up this large, heavy bucket of nails, oh. swings it around, and <gasps> smacks her right in the face with it, shattering her nose. Oh, my God. So Patty's always had a, a broader nose because it was smashed. It was literally flattened. Yes. And so, so then Patty said, when I got into high school and I was about to graduate, my mom gave me a choice. Now, now, Lisa, do you know what a hope chest is? Yes, I had a hope chest. Tell people what a hope chest is. So a hope chest is a beautiful piece of furniture that has a hinged lid on it. It is, um, uh, it's, you could sit on it. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's like a bench, but it's a box. And inside the hope chest, you collect things. And this is for um, girls only. Boys yep. do not have hope chests. Boys sure have some... no hope. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure some boys can have a hope chest, but. Well, I sure hope I can get closer to her chest. <laughs> Mama bought her a hope chest to keep her dreams inside. All the precious memories, little things she'd like to hide. You would put in, I don't know, you'd cut out pictures of um, uh, magazine pictures of a home that you you hoped to someday have with uh -huh. your husband. You might even um, put in pieces of ribbon from maybe some flowers that a boy gave you. You would put in pictures of, of maybe who you thought your husband would end up looking like. It was just all things intended to inspire, manifest, whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it, something about your future. And it almost always had to do with a man. <laughs> 
But it would be everything in my hope chest had to do with a man. We'll always be your little girl. So long. But was it presented to you by your mom? Um, I don't remember. I don't know. I got the impression from so. I got the impression from Patty that it is almost uh, a thing that you're presented. Uh, yeah. by, by your parents or your mom. Yeah, uh, I think it's true. It's a gift. That, like a, about- like the equivalent of a stationary cotillion, I guess. It's your kind of coming out or I don't know what. Wait, wait, I, what is a stationary cotillion? You're throwing these $5 words at me. What well, is that? Well, I don't know what a, a cotillion is. Isn't it one of these things where women, are, like they're getting to be uh, of age and they. Like a debutante? They have a party. Yeah, like a debutante. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're presented to the public. Oh, yeah, whatever. But yeah, I think you're right, Pat. I think this is like a 15 or 16-year-old birthday present, your hope chest. Yeah, I think you're right. Something something short of a dowry, but but that's the basic idea. So Patty's mom, and she's just about to graduate high school, and her mom says, do you want want a hope chest or do you want a nose job? And Patty said, up until that moment, it never occurred to me that I needed a nose job. My mom introduced the idea. Someone told me, someone told me something and it goes like this. You got a big nose, I can feel it when we kiss. It's pressing on my face when I want to feel your lips. I want a jet ski, but you got a battleship. And I'm like, oh snap, would you look at this crap? My nose is now the focus of a level to attack. This hottie thinks I got a shoddy center in my face. When her bang body makes a naughty thought begin to shape. What? I've got a big, I've got a big nose. I have no further comment on that, except I okay. I don't know which one Well, you are choose. you going to tell everybody which one she chose? Did she get the hope chest or the nose job? I don't think she wound up with either, to tell you the truth. Oh. We had a party here several weeks ago we, for yes. mostly the neighbors, the neighborhood. And, uh, and I overheard a conversation between two guys. One guy's an immediate next door neighbor, and the other guy lives a couple houses further down. And uh, I, I, I think I know these guys somewhat, not super well, but pretty well. I've had them over, and we've been over to their houses. And, and I overhear their conversation, and these guys are talking guns. I said, yeah, oh, I got God. A, oh, God. I got an uh, AK-47 uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I, that's a good-looking gun. That's really... Yeah, that is nice. I wouldn't mind getting one of those. I got a uh, uh, shotgun, of course, and uh, I've got a Luger that I keep in our bedroom. And, and you know, I, uh, I've i never owned a gun. I, I wouldn't own a gun. I shouldn't own a gun. I'll blow myself up or hurt somebody that I love. So, But yeah. it, it, I, then it became a little disconcerting for me to think, Jesus, all this firepower all around our neighborhood. I better I better get along with these guys. <laughs> you better keep your trap shut. Yeah, and now, you know, once in a while where we live sort of in the sticks, you can hear guns at night sometimes. Yeah. I, I don't know who would be hunting in the middle of the night. But, uh, uh, but you hear I don't it think they're hunting. I think they're just getting drunk and let's shoot guns. I think you're right. Gun? Yeah. Okay, yeah, let's so. shoot it. Let's shoot guns. That bugs me. That bug it me bugs me bit. too. I was talking to a guy who told me about a friend of his. He said, back when we were in high school, this guy, I think his name was was Jack. And he said, my friend Jack, he got fired twice from two high school jobs. One job, he was working at Taco Time. And in the other job, he was working at a pizza place. And he told me he got fired from both jobs. Why did he get fired from both jobs? Let me, let me guess, let me guess, let me guess, let me guess. Yeah, go ahead. 
Is it the same reason he got fired from both jobs? Yes, same reason. Because he brought a gun to work. Oh, I know. It because looked, he like, shot somebody at work. It sounded like I was setting that up with the with the previous. It gun did. Charge. Oh, so it has nothing to do with guns. No, it, it. He got caught by his boss, the respective bosses at the two different jobs, because he's working back there putting food together, oh, and the no. boss walks in and he's got his hands down his pants. Oh. Oh my God. Two times. I can change the world. With my own two hands, make a better place. With my own two hands. I can't eat a taco time anymore. Well, let me just say this, Pat. It wasn't just two times. He just no. got caught two times. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh, my God. What is wrong with you guys? Why can't what do you, you mean you guys? Hands? You guys can't keep your hands out of your pants. What is going on with that? <laughs> I don't I'm, know. I'm not joking around. Women were like, okay, occasionally we'll put our hands in our pants. But it's not like an ongoing deal with us. I think most guys are doing it just to make sure everything's still there. <laughs> Double check. That's a really good answer. I think that's all. It's no more complicated than that. I'd like to think so. Oh, God. Jesus. Uh, what? Oh, man. That just makes you. That's the thing. You, you've got to have an enormous level of faith and trust going into any fast food establishment and hoping that people aren't picking their noses yeah. or putting their hands in their pants or scratching That's... their ass or whatever. <laughs> That's my point in bringing God. it up. There's a place, um, it's in the Dalles. I think it, it's a hamburger joint. We've, we've eaten there a couple of times because when we're driving back and forth from Seattle to central Oregon and it's called big gyms mm. and, uh, big and gyms. the slogan underneath big gyms hamburger joint is burgers made with love. And then I start thinking about the guy with the hands down his pants thing. I'm thinking, what He's you loving mean? himself. What do, you, what do you mean made with love? <laughs> I feel like if I'm going to drive up to the window and order, I'm going to say, uh, could you hold the love, please? Or at least put it on the side. I just want my burgers made with no malice. That's all I, that's, that's my, my no threshold. Malice. Skip the right love, there. too. Yeah, skip the love. Hey, I want to throw something out there. Now, you know, I don't know anything about anything, and I and I certainly don't know much about politics, but uh, yeah. from where I sit, and I and this is never a political show, but I'm very frightened, personally, that mm -hmm. uh, there were the 45th president of the United States is going to become the 47th president of the United mm -hmm. States at the end of this year. It's, and it is astonishing to even see that that could be a possibility. Yeah, I and we could talk about that for years. It's, it's, yeah. It really is. It, it just is inexplicable to me mm -hmm. how, how a guy with more baggage than a Samsonite store mm -hmm. can still be favored by, by his party. So mm -hmm. I'm thinking, but on the other hand, I'm not thrilled about the Biden people either. Biden campaign, mm -hmm. he really does come across as doddering and old. Yes, he's been a very mm -hmm. good president, but he's not getting credit mm -hmm. for it. And, mm -hmm. you know, he's going to be pretty deep into his 80s if he should get reelected. But they, they're they using his age primarily as a real cudgel against voting for him. So I, th I think and, they and need to grab a hold of some kind of campaign issue, something that they stand for that 
uh, is going to garner him a lot of votes. And I think a lot of votes, particularly from women. So this is my idea. See what you think. Okay. A hundred years ago, in 1923, was the first time in, uh, in Congress that a thing called the Equal Rights Amendment was, was proposed. Giving equal rights to women. Wait a minute. That was back in 1923? hundred years ago. The ERA. Yeah. Wow. It or not. I didn't think it, I, yeah, I didn't think it went back that far. I thought it was more and recent I, than and that. I can't remember okay. what it is. It's maybe two thirds of states, maybe more have to uh, agree to it. And then it will pass and become an actual amendment in the constitution. But it has always fallen short. For various reasons, political reasons. Oh, okay. Uh, Got you it. You know, uh, people have come along and said, well, yeah, but then women would have to serve in the military and they'd have to shoot guns and be in danger just the same as men and they're not equipped to do it. And there were all these reasons why we shouldn't mm-hmm. have the equal rights for women. Mm-hmm. I say, I say that the Biden campaign re-embraces the Equal Rights Amendment and says, you know what? This should have been passed 100 years ago. And if I'm elected president, I am never giving up in the next four years until we finally pass the Equal Rights Amendment because women deserve the same rights as men. And damn it, I'm going to make it happen. And you really sell it hard like that. Mm-hmm. You, could even, you could even make a joke about it. You know, Biden could say, this was proposed 100 years ago, and I ought to know because I was there. You know, I mean, you can have fun with it. <laughs> That's very funny. That's self-effacing good. about What do you think of that idea as a way to gain the female vote? And I mean, they've, we, they've already got the abortion as a big, as a big uh, thing going on right now in that regard. Do you regard, want me to play devil's advocate here? I think, that, I think the ERA thing would close the deal for Biden. Yeah, go ahead. Tell me what you think. Well, I'll play. I I think it's a great idea, but I'll tell you why it probably won't work, because there are a lot of women who a lot of women who do not believe that they should have equal rights to men. Yeah. Well, I think you're going to sell it. You got to say, what do you mean? There are a lot of evangelic. There's a lot of there's a whole there's a lot of. Go ahead. Are, Are there a lot, though? Really? Oh, I, I think so. I think when you really dive into some of the, it's not like they really talk about it, but there are a lot of people in um, in these, you know, really conservative evangelical sex sectors that just are very much about a man's, woman's place and a man's, I mean, you know, look at, you know, look at Mike Pence. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What a, what a incredibly disturbing relationship that, that those are his beliefs. And you, it's very difficult to, to, to jackhammer people out of those very, very deep beliefs that they have about gender equality. I don't mm-hmm. know that, I don't know that you'll be able to do that, do that as, as easily as you think it might be and change people's minds. Now, I, I no, at least I'm not saying to change people's minds. Okay. I'm saying I, you're going to appeal to people whose minds might oh, okay. already be there. I don't think yes. you're going to change any anybody's Certainly. minds. I see uh, what you're saying. Okay. But make sure that saying. the people who do believe in it, they're going to get their butts up and go vote. Get them right. out there and give them a reason right. to go out there. Yeah. Right. That, well, anyways. the reason to go out there is not so much about what he can give the country. It's about what we will be avoiding 
Yeah. Well, there's, it's all, that, that is, that's, that's all the part key. of it, for sure. I feel that's what the selling point should be. You want to avoid this, you want to avoid that, you want to avoid this, then you, you vote for whoever's not going to deliver those horrible things to the country. Yeah. That's my, that's what I think they should be doing. Well, of course, and they need to do all of that. But as far as the uh, equal rights things goes, I just, I, I just say, how can you look at this other guy, this guy, guy with the sometimes orange hair and see, and think that as women should support the guy that has openly talked so disparagingly of the other they sex. Don't care. They well, don't if care. they don't care, they shouldn't vote. They don't care. I know. I'm. I agree with you. I'm sort of. They don't the care. There's people right. who don't care if he gets. The, the, they they did a recent poll. I don't know how much you believe in those, but they did a recent poll on. They don't care if he gets convicted. I don't care. Doesn't yeah. matter to me. Yeah. Doesn't matter to me if he broke the law. I still think he should be president. And there's a lot of people, by the way, who think he still is the president. Yeah, I know that, and that the election was stolen, and I think there needs the to president. be a, a yeah. test of some sort, a cognitive, like a critical thinking, uh, some sort of a test. I, I, I mean, I, I know that sounds terrible, but and everybody should have the right to vote. They live in this country, but I just like feel like you feel like no, not everybody should have the right to vote unless you could pass a test. I think, there's at least, test, I think there's at least one party that would make sure something that, like that never passed. I know. Uh, this is a party busy trying to trying to keep people, trying to exclude people of color from I voting. And, and, and they'd be just fine if women didn't have the vote. I so, know. Uh, I know. Anyway, I'm sorry I got sorry. off on that tangent. It was just God, what's wrong with you? We were having I such a good time, that. and then you went down that road. I, know. I won't do it again. And I know Are you uh, done? some of our listeners don't agree with any of that. And by the way, speaking of our listeners, uh, we got to give a salute to those of yes. them who have been so generous. We don't have any advertisers, as you know, on this show, but we do have expenses. And and uh, pe people have just, I, I'm always startled that, first of all, that there are people that listen to the podcast so arduously, but then they also uh, spring f forth with with some dollars in, in these tight times I, I can't. I can't believe the generosity of our listeners, and you could name off a few of them, but this yeah. is not. Yeah, we had. Um, I know it's a. It's January, but we did our um, our um, our bookkeeping. Debbie, who does our bookkeeping, thanks, Debbie. And thanks, uh, Debbie. our fourth quarter, um, we wrapped up fourth quarter of 2023, and ah, oh, we just had so many great. I mean, some very big donations to contributions to the podcast. Bill Halbert, my God, Bill. Bill must be, I think Bill is actually Bill Gates. I think it's not Bill Halbert based on the amount He's of money he gives us. I yeah. think it's, I think it's Bill Gates. Um, Wendy and James Dean and Richard and Janice, Ty Galvin, Lynn Johnston, Carrie, Carrie DeVault, Catherine Tang, Melody Chrysler, Pat Alder, Lynn Barker. She's always a constant. Sure Tony is. and Jackie Staley. Thank you guys so much for wrapping up our year. And um, we actually each were able to buy a yacht with all this. And I. Um, we can't afford this. The, we can't afford, the you know, keeping it at, at a, in, in the harbor because we can't afford right. to pay those kind of fees. But we do have right. the boat. It's we have Lance, the boat, and I also this financed my nose job. I'm gonna um, get a nose job. Oh, you maybe, maybe I'll drag Patty with me. Hmm. How about you get it? You don't have a big nose. Why don't you make yours larger? <laughs> like, do people do that? Do you think? Uh, I suppose for a certain kind of you know, some that... people are making their butts bigger these days because that's in fashion. 
Maybe yeah. the maybe the huge nose thing will come in. I do have a little nose. I had a boyfriend once who would look at my nose after he would kiss me. He goes, "How do you breathe out of that thing?" <laughs> I'm like, "I don't know. I hey, think I'm a mouth breather because I how, do have a little nose." How do you breathe out of it? By the way, I, I was always wondering that myself. <sighs> I can breathe out of it. Listen, big nose, that guy's been saving your butt since before you were born. Don't you got a living legend discount or something? This is a restaurant, not a lending library. And who are you calling big nose? Big nose? Can I give you one idea that I have? I'm always trying to think of how could we make some money? And and I had. I love idea. that you're always thinking about that. By the way, because I never think about that. So yeah, well, lay it just, on me. Not just us, but I mean uh, somebody. And I, I'm going to give this idea out because I don't have the talent to pull it off. Oh, oh, wait a, a minute. Are you sure? Yeah. If somebody, if so, there's a musical person out there, oh, particularly man. someone with a country bent. You're going to kick yourself in a year when you see this person on the Today Show and they'll go, yeah, I got this idea from um, this guy named Pat on on a podcast and look at me now. What You're a dumbass. He, he, yeah, he what made a this idea away and now I'm making millions. Here's my <laughs> idea. If you have right. musical talent... Uh, particularly if you're in the country vein, you can play guitar. That's really all you have to do. Okay. Um, here's my idea. Frank Sinatra, my favorite artist of all time. Oh. Uh, he he has such a canon of songs from uh, New York, New York, Chicago, Strangers in the Night, all these songs. One for the road. One for the road, one for my big. Yeah. So here's my idea. You do Frank Sinatra uh, standard songs, but do them in a country style. And your character's name, are you sitting down? It's uh-huh. Hank Hank Sinatra. What do you think? I think you're safe, Pat. I don't think anybody's going to steal your idea. Damn it. Fly me to the moon And let me play Among the stars Come on now Let me see what life is like Come on, you Jupiter you people wouldn't know good singing when you heard it. You, you folks, you folks won't be booing when you see me on the late show, or at least the show that comes on after the late show. You people think I suck. Well, you suck. What do you think about that? Okay, maybe that was a lousy idea. Okay, here's the joke. <laughs> I was worried. A cowboy. I was worried for a second. Okay, go. Joke of the day. Cowboy just won first place in a rodeo in a small western town. First place, Lisa. What's his name, And he was so... (laughs) Probably. He's a cowboy. (laughs) All cowboys are named Hank, aren't they? They really really are. He was so proud of his horse that he rode him to the neighborhood saloon. Ties the horse up to a hitching post, and then he went inside for a couple of brews. Well, when he walks back out of the bar a few hours later, he noticed that someone, I'm going to try to say this with some degree of delicacy, Lisa, but someone had painted his horse's nether region red. Mm. Those, you know, those two uh, semi-cylindrical objects that hang down from your nether region. under the butt. Yeah, uh, yeah. And they had painted the horse's uh, things red. Under the butt parts. Yeah. Oh, there were his balls, I'll just say it, okay? 
So I don't. Why guy, do you dance? Why do you dance around this? Stuff? I don't know. I, I guess I'm. Maybe the parish priest is listening. In. I don't know. But anyway, the guy is furious that this guy, somebody, has painted his horse horse's stuff red. So he barges back into the bar. He's really mad, and at the top of his lungs, he said, "Who painted my horses?" Balls red! And suddenly, towards the rear of the bar, <laughs> towards the rear of the bar, a tall, can I say rear of the bar? Probably not that either. Yeah. A tall ass, shirtless. Ass of, ass of the bar. Okay. This tall, shirtless, muscular guy. He's huge. Oh, he tell stands me more up. about he's, him. No, don't tell he's me. a good six feet six, the uh -huh. kind of guy that would sign up to marry Lisa Foster in a yes. radio contest. Yes. He's got 19-inch biceps. Oh. That, those are big. Mine are only 18 and a half. His are 19-inch. <laughs> He's got tattoos all over his oh, upper body. He's got baby. scars all over his face and his chest. He's got two long Bowie knives strapped to his waist. Wow. And he's wearing two pairs of brass knuckles. Oh, and the guy says to the cowboy, I'm the one who painted your horse. What about it? The cowboy says, Oh, I just wanted to let you know the, the first coat is dry. <laughs> Born on the mountaintop in Tennessee. Greatest state in the land of the free. Raised in the woods, so he knew every tree. I killed him a bear when he was only three. Yes, king of the wild frontier. Listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at peculiarpodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.